podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We were so close! Hello, welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. What a game that was yesterday. I, I've got to admit, I... Uh, I, I thought it was done as soon as they got that first goal. Um, they, they were all over us first 25 minutes, but fuck me, that second half was was like Liverpool of old. And I just, ah, it was just brilliant. Like, what a game. It's mad that, yeah, as you say, the first 20 minutes, lads, it, we were done for. The ground was dead. Everything about our side of the game was dead. We never looked like we had a clue. And then just something clicked in us. Something clicked. That Zaka. Like little scuffle with strength that geed the crowd up, that geed the team up. Yeah. So nice ones I had because you fixed our problems. <laughs> oh yeah. Just need someone to start scrapping at the start of every game now, don't we? Um nice to see you. They made the same I... Yeah, yeah, sorry to jump in there, like, but now I, I agree. Um it's it's the one thing we've lacked all season is a bit of fighting. I said yesterday, like, I can half forgive losing if we look like we're trying. And yesterday, you, you, after that, I say after that scuffle between Trent and Chaka, you can't knock the effort. And it was just, as I say, it was like it was like watching Liverpool again. Um, and it was just great. But Arsenal made the same mistake as last season. They they done it last season. They were in the game, clopping Arteta had that little bust up, and yeah. the crowd fucking got behind us, and then we battered them. And it was the same again. We just couldn't find the winner. No, no, we we deserve to win as well. No, Arteta had to come out after and. Practically said, you know, their keeper was man of the match, and so he was fair and honest. Our place to come when the atmosphere is like that, and um, they were probably lucky to get a point, but it's the truth, isn't it? I think it's just the difference with like we were chasing shadows for 20, 20 30 minutes. Curtis Jones looked completely out of his depth. Fabino looked like the Fabino we've seen this season, where you're chasing shadows, you're not getting near anyone, and then even Canate. I think I said about the 25th minute, I said, Canate is a bit of a myth because he doesn't really do that much to merit this status he's got as this big colossus. But then he turned into one. I think, I don't know, yeah, with he instant, he, he made a mad tackle and he started winning every every duel, every 50-50. He wasn't scared to get an air to himself. He was flying in. And that's, what, that's just what you want to see. And even, again, Jones, he got... The whole team played terrible, and Jones is a bit of a scapegoat. But yeah. for 30 minutes, he'd done nothing. And then he come into the game a bit, and he started looking like a lad who can make something happen. And he was looking a bit more adventurous with his passing rather than just passing sideways or backwards. Uh, Fabino started winning the ball. and even, I don't mind. Even if you miss the ball and get the player, like he did, not asked. At least you're having a go. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... It, it it started terrible and then every single player was a nine out of ten. Even Henderson yeah, said Henderson's legs have gone and that he was absolutely everywhere. And that's all you can ask is Detroit. Yeah. And I think even Van Dyke, the one thing I noticed with him yesterday was he was just making every ball his own, even when he had no right to win it. And that's what we were used to seeing when he was fucking, you know, when he was the best defender in on the planet by by a million miles, is he was making balls is that he had no right to make his, and he was doing that yesterday. He was just making sure he was ahead of the defender, um, 
yeah, you know what, he's had a terrible season and I don't think anyone can deny that, but he's, he's clearly still got it there. You know, Arsenal, the best team in the league this season and it shows the way they played that first 25 minutes that they met it where they are. Um, but Van Dijk is still fucking one of the best defenders in the world. He's just having an off-season. But I think he needs to change the way he defends. You know, we're used to him using his pace to get out of things. He hasn't got that anymore. He can't do that now. You seen it the other week against Wolves, I think it was, when um, I think it was was a Traore just ran past him and he just stopped. But I don't he, know he can't defend the same way anymore. I don't know whether it is a case if he's lost his pace. I think he's. I think it's like he's self conscious about exerting himself too much in case he gets injured. I, there was a bit a bit yesterday where the ball went to the right wing and he was jogging and then he just picked up the pace and pissed it. Got to the ball before the winger and looked like calm, like like we've seen in the past. But say it, we, I think we've overhyped him a little bit to the way we've said he's better than everyone there's ever been. Even at Liverpool, like speaking to me dad and you're talking about Alan Anson's and Mark Lawrence's and Emlyn News, players like that. In the past, Stefan Oncho, Sammy Ippia, Carragher. Is he better than all them? 100%. I don't know. I honestly don't. He's, he's, we've had three or four brilliant seasons out of him. Some of them give give nine or ten. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, you've never seen players like John Terry, Vidic. You've seen them have moments in games where they made mistakes. Vidic used to get absolutely tore apart by Torres, but he was still one of the best centre halves. You yap stands. They've never had a drop off in form for a full season where they've been pathetic, basically. And Van Dijk yeah. has been this season. But it'd just be nice to see him start. It can take one game where you get that little bit of confidence back, and if he gets it back and he starts believing in himself again and believing in the players around him, then there's no doubt he's he's still up there, one of the best in the league. He's just mm. got to he's got to find that form again and have that confidence again. So a lot of his yeah. game was he didn't have to do anything, and this is where this is where I slate him personally. You can be the best defender in the world if you haven't got to defend. If your team's that good, where your midfield doing the job and you've got Wijnaldum tracking back and Henderson tracking back and Trent filling in gaps and Fabinho filling in gaps, you haven't been asked to defend as often as he is now. And it's easy to be the best defender because you yeah. you just look, you've got that presence about you, look like a leader. Our dog's on the list of, as <laughs> always, he's sleep for hours and now he's going to play with a bottle top. So sorry. But, yeah, he, he always knows when we're on this side of time, don't worry. He's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, I just think he has he's, he's had he's had a terrible season, and if we can get him back to his best and happy days. You mentioned there about like confidence and that. Do you think it's do you think it's been a lack of confidence or a bit of arrogance and overconfidence, or do you think it's a mixture of both? I've called it both, and I've, I don't I, when you're watching the match and you're getting annoyed and that you can call it arrogance. I don't think it's arrogance, I think it's just it's playing the way he's played. And that this is where Jürgen Klopp sort of is his own his only downfall is he doesn't change anything. He won't change how we play. If the yeah. team's not working as it should, he still won't change it. So Van Dyke's still playing the way he played when he was the best in the world. But he's no longer, in my opinion, at that level, at this moment in time. Now he could get back there, but as you said, he's not he's not going as fast. So playing the high line with players who aren't willing to sprint when you've got both fullbacks going up the pitch and your midfielders not being able to close the gaps, it's a fucking disaster waiting to happen. So I just think he's I think he's cautious of 
I think they're all cautious of playing the system they're playing. And I don't think all the players are best pleased that they're still playing the system, knowing it's not working. Yeah. Another one I wanted to ask you about, you mentioned them before, Curtis Jones. Um, I, you know, against Chelsea, I think he was our best midfielder, even though we didn't have necessarily a standout game. Um, yesterday was, I don't know, I, I agree with you that he grew into the game. I just don't think he offered as much once they all grew into the game as the other two. Um, but going forward, would you, at this moment, until Thiago is ready to start, would you still be starting Jones? Yeah, I'd, start, I'd be starting Jones over Elliot because Jones is a centre-mate and Elliot's a right-winger. And yeah. again, two of them have been a bit, bit of scapegoats. Elliot's getting hell off fans because he's not doing the job a centre-mate should do, but he's learning the role. And he shouldn't be because he's brilliant going forward. Shouldn't yeah. be, he shouldn't be put in a position where he's having to make up a midfield. He should have players there who can do it. But unfortunately, we're relying on, on kids because we haven't got players fit. Um, but, yeah, I'd be starting Jones over the rest of them because he's a centre-mid and, you know, when a team's struggling, it's also, it's harsh throwing them in the deep end when you've got a team struggling. Like, sort of, come on, lads, get us out the shit here. But, yeah. if if he can stand out in a team that's not playing well and get his name in the equation for next season, then happy days. But, up to now, he's not not doing wonderful things. He doesn't stand out a mile ahead of everyone. But it's a confidence thing that he's playing with a team of shite at the minute. And yeah. I think as the team gets better, he might he might get a little bit better as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never had an issue with him. I think I've always thought there's definitely a player in there. The one thing I got onto yesterday is he was getting pressured a lot, but he's he constantly wants an age on the ball. And when you're playing against a team like Arsenal and, and your cities and that, you haven't got that time. And I think that's where he needs to improve his game a lot, is realising when he's got a lot of time on the ball and when he hasn't. Because I think at the minute, he, he doesn't he doesn't pick up on them situations well, I don't think. No, what he does quite clever is he puts his body in front of you. So he gets brought down quite a bit, a bit like what Grealish does, where he like closes his body over the ball and he'll try and get across him and he'll end up going down. But... No, I agree. He, he spends too long. I like him when he goes to that left wing position, the left wide position, and cuts in onto his right. And he's always looks dangerous when he does that. And he looks a lot more confident on that side. Well, yeah, I think. So I don't think he's the answer to our issues, but I'd, I'd no. rather see a centre mid playing centre mid than a right winger playing centre mid. Yeah, and that's Klopp's never never usually done, where he hasn't risked like. A kid's progress just through desperation, but I think this season he's been at his hands forced. Yeah, I think the one thing I've said about Klopp is like you know, when people say he's too loyal, and I think to a point he is, where he, he likes these players, he likes obviously likes Elliot, he likes Jones, and he wants them in the team so bad that he's willing to play them out of position rather than giving them chances where they play. And we've seen yeah. it with Elliot when he's on the right wing, he's brilliant, and there's no denying that, but when he's in midfield, he just it doesn't impact the game at all. He can't defend. He hasn't got a defensive brain. Like it's all running run back end, chasing a player. That's not defending. That's just being a body in a in a position mm. and covering covering a hole. When when you're playing that right side of the midfield, your job is to fucking cover Trent. Trent goes past you and you sit in. He can't. He hasn't got that brain. And it's not it's not fair to judge him on that because he's a fucking right winger. So. Yeah. 
you play for Blackburn as like a right forward and right wing, or at the very furthest back, centre attack and mid, behind the strikers. He was he played where he plays. He's an attacking player, so to all of a sudden go right, we need you filling in for Trent when he goes past you. Makes no sense to me. Yeah, I think so he, fair on the Harvey Elliott, Harvey Elliott's getting loads of shit. Kess Jones getting loads of shit. You've got players like people who go to match in that will will tell you straight. Van Dyke's being shite, Trent's being shite. But is it a system thing or is it the the individual thing? And that's what we've got to put our finger on. Just letting this dog out, you bastard dog. I think what you're saying about that as well, I'd throw Robertson in the mix is playing shite, and I said it the other week, no one really notices when Robertson doesn't play well because of how much he runs and the effort's always there and yet you can't knock knock his effort. But I think he's been playing awfully lately as well. I think they all have, lad. I think that's where I put, I put it down. I remember, sorry, back on Trent, because when you watch it with different people as well, and like I watched it with Josh yesterday, and when you're talking and, you, you, you sometimes watch it with people who'll just go, yeah, I agree. Sometimes you watch it with someone who goes, hang on, what do you mean there? And you try, you have a debate about the football. So yesterday when we were discussing Trent going forward and then it slows down and he's saying, well, he, he should be coming back here so Trent can go forward sort of thing and you analyse it. So I do think it's a system thing. I think it's the same things happen with Robbo. Robbo's going up to press the, the pitch to win the ball and then no one's covering him either. I think you'll see. I think he'll benefit when Nunes is playing left, left wide, looking wide left, whatever you want to call it, or Diaz. I don't yeah. think Jota at the minute offers anything. I don't see the point in Jota being on the pitch. No. I thought he was good yesterday once everyone got into the game in fairness to him, but I agree. At the minute. I think he, I think he ran into midfield once, pressed the ball, and, and made the tackle. I don't think he's done anything else all game. I think he was absolutely useless. And he's the one, like, Firmino, at the minute, would be starting at Edwin for me. I want to be seeing yeah. new that pitch in 90 minutes. Yeah, I do. Unless um, he's had enough, fair enough, but Nunes is absolute can't. Yeah, well, that's it. I said, I said that yesterday. Jota should only be starting if Firmino and Nunes aren't fit to start the game. Um, because you, you, can't, you can't keep a player in the team, an attacking player, who hasn't scored for 32 games, you can't. There's, right now, there's no reason to keep him in that squad in the start. I also like, it's just a mad one. I wish, I wish he'd come out and explain where players were playing and what his thoughts were. Cody Gakpo's a left winger. He's playing him centre, more or less centre mid, right to the middle, not going near the box. Nunes is a, is a left winger, slash forward. He's playing him up front. Jota is left winger up front. Diaz, left winger. So I wish I knew what the system was going to be because if. We're overloaded on one side. Yeah, we are, but like, I love Nunes. Nunes is probably the first name on my team sheet. But then you can't not play Diaz because Diaz is world class. So you then could have Gakpo playing behind Nunes and play like 4 2 3 1. And you'd have Diaz, Saleh, and Gakpo behind Nunes, but I don't or Jota. I don't think Nunes benefits from playing through the middle. I think he's better on the left. Mm. So it's hard. It's, it's nice, hard. It's nice problem to have where you've got 
loads of good attacking players. Gakpo, he's another little scapegoat for some of the, the dickhead fans on the internet. He's done absolutely fucking nothing wrong. He's no. come in, he's he's using his presence, he's using his power, using his speed. He's picking the ball up in the middle. He's learning a pressing game that he hasn't had to play in a position he hasn't had to play. And I think he's doing dead well to the middle. I really like him. Yeah. So I think we're absolutely fine for next season going forward with the forwards we've got. It's going to be proper sad to see Bobby go. I'll be devastated. Um, I don't know whether it's might sound stupid and as much as we love him, but at the minute, our transfer policy from cashing in on players to letting players run the contacts down and getting no money whatsoever for anyone is just mad. So yeah. we might have to sell a Salah or a Van Dijk to, to do the business we need to do. And I think at the age players are, if it happened, you'd have to just accept it. Yeah. Apparently, apparently investment is, is around the corner, like someone's ready to invest kind of thing. So, I mean, if that's the case, if that's what FSG are waiting for, we might not have a necessarily sell to buy summer, you know what I mean? Which is what we need. We Like, you know, I've always thought FSG's business model was, was good. And for the most part, it's worked for us. I've, you know, criticised them where necessary, when, when it's been needed, which I think most sensible fans have. You know, most sensible fans can see both sides of things. Um, but if they're, if they're sort of hoping on investment so that we don't have to sell to buy this summer, then, you know, we've just got to hope that it does come in. I'm not, I, I don't know what to think about it at the minute, but if that's what we're waiting for, like we've just got to open up and clock and just attack it and we need to attack it. I think the fact that Klopp's still here and he's talking as positively as he is about rebuilding and stuff like that, I think it's just, he must know he's got money. He said on numerous occasions, like, he's going to spend this summer. He's got money in the summer. How much on each player, he doesn't know, whatever. But, yeah, the FSG model has been, it's worked with a manager like Klopp. It doesn't work under fucking Sam Allardyce. It doesn't, Guardiola, mm. with with the R level of money, doesn't do what Klopp's done at Liverpool. Put it that way. No, I agree. He's brilliant manager with the best Whatever you want best to call it. Available. The best of everything available. Yeah. The best amenities, whatever you want to call it. But that's it. I think Klopp's done absolute wonders. And if any, again, you've got your Twitter tits. Oh, I think it's time to go. He's bringing this sub on. He's got his heart and forced. And yeah. he's, he's in a desperate situation. I think even good, even the best managers, when you're going through a bit of a rut, you try everything. You try and absolutely everything. When you can't put your thing, when you're watching them lads saying, day in, day out, and they're doing everything that they're good at. And then they go out on the pitch, and he's, you can see him in his face, the smile he does. People say, oh, he's a fucking gobshite for smiling. I think he's genuinely shocked when it happens. Yeah, He's looking at them going, oh, how's it gone from training Friday to this Sunday? How are you that shit? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the FSG model, if we can get investments and someone says, right, we're going to invest 250 mil and they go, right, we'll, we'll put 90% of that straight into the team plus what the club's earned. Happy days. Can't see it. Honestly, can't. Can't see them no, I can't be over 100 mil on Bellingham. And as fans, we want the best of everything, but you're, we understand we're not owned by sheiks or states, you know what I mean? We've got to, yeah. got to go with fucking how we 
how we run as a club, and we've got to just accept it at the minute. But I can't, I can't see Bellingham coming in for 120, 130 mil plus the wages he'll be on. I can't see us even entering the fucking game. Man City will just mm. pay what he wants because they can. So I don't think we've got a fucking chance of getting in. We need to be smart. The first player I'd do after is Casado from Brighton. I think he's absolutely fucking like for like one Alden. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Plugs that, that role perfectly. So I'd be going for him. There's rumours even like the likes of Kante in that. We've got like a year left on the contract. Go on, just go and have a goal. Players like that. Kante would be fucking unreal to be fair. Like you've seen against us, lad. He's been out all season. Comes in as the best player on the pitch. We're after Mason Mount, lad. I don't get it. I don't. But I don't rate Mason Mount. We can't. We can't flip because we don't know what's true and what's not. A lot of it's just clickbait. Yeah. Like I got ripped about Conor Gallagher. I think you said as well. You wouldn't have him near the team, but for mm. a young lad, like I prefer to have a bench with with him on than pay fifty mil for a Mason Mount, who's gonna be in the fucking same boat. He's not gonna play yeah. often. Not gonna start for us. I don't think. Thing is with me for Conor Gallagher though is is he any better than Curtis Jones? Yeah. That's and right. I I honestly I don't see it. And as I say, if you can't get into a Chelsea team that are below us in the league and a lot worse than us, even though they were probably the better team when we played like. But if you can't get into that Chelsea team, then and it might be the you know might be that Enzo was a hundred million and fucking whoever else they've got in midfield. I don't really pay attention to them anymore, but. If you can't get in a, a really poor Chelsea team, why would I, I just don't see why he would be an option for us? And, it, and that's, that's my Klopp argument. Mason Mount as well, brilliant manager. That's why Klopp's the best because he will see that he'll go. Hmm. What's this lad like qualities? What could he bring to us? He mightn't play. He might. He might play the League Cup, the FA Cup, and a few fucking Europa League games. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, if he's better than. If he comes on and he does a better job and he's more energetic than the likes of your Ox, your Naby Keaters, your Curtis Jones, then, then we need to we need to boost the first team first and foremost, but we need a better bench as well. Don't yeah. get me wrong, Conor Gallagher's just a name. I'm just plugging out there. But what I'm saying is, if Naby Keaters going and we're going to earn no money for him, don't be expecting to replace Naby Keaters with a £50 million bench player. Yeah, It's going to be no, someone like Gallagher. If we're going to go out and spend... Go and spend a hundred million on three really good players instead of one world class midfielder and nobody else. Yeah, you know what I mean. A name I haven't seen too much, but here and there, like there's um, James Ward Prowse. Like if if Southampton go down, would would he interest you? Yeah, yeah, straight away. Just for I think just his effectiveness in games and mm. again little moments of magic that he can produce. We haven't even we haven't got that from the middle anymore. We haven't got. You haven't got a player if the ball comes outside the box, you expect anyone to hit it. Hmm. We've got yeah. to penetrate that box and penetrate it and penetrate it until we pass it into the net. So, unless Salah's hitting it, there's not another player there who you want the ball no. to fall to. There's not one. No. Fabinho, it's, you know, he, he's a fucking once in a blue moon where he'll catch it perfect and it flies in, but that's it. Like, we do need some money from just hit it. From anywhere, and it's, it's at least going to trouble the keeper. But you need that threat, even like I know it's hard, but even Gerard, Gerard used to linger on the edge of the box, just waiting for that ball to bounce through. The amount of times it did, but you're if you're a defender, you've got to try and second guess that, and you've got to mark him out 
So there's more space in the box for your strikers anyway. So it's, yeah. no one fucking bothers defending the edge of their box when, when there's like a corner on that because we don't do anything. Yeah. We're not a danger. No. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a big summer. Um I hope it's gonna be a busy one, but I, I just don't know. But the last time we had a busy summer, we went on and won the Champions League, didn't we? Like so um we just yeah. we need another we needed another summer of that not necessarily that magnitude I don't expect us to go out and get fucking two or three ready world class players. I just don't expect us to do it. But we certainly need something like that where we're bringing in three players at least in that midfield who can go in and start immediately. This is the problem though, ladders. We don't expect it because we have been let down as fans by the owners in terms of yeah. don't get me wrong, they've they've built the new stands, they're building the new Danny Road. You know, they've they've put money into the club. We haven't been left to rot where they have they've chucked money out and chucked assets out and you know and they've built us up to a, a better business model, better football club. We've won everything under them. But as I say, it's only down to clock. But we need to be going out and spending two hundred million. We need to be going out and completely overhauling that midfield. We need to be going out and getting someone who can play right wing as well for when Salah's coming off. We need an extra centre half. We need cover for Trent. Yeah. We need cover for Robbo because Chimacas isn't the answer. He's not. He's had about five good games. He's nowhere near the level of Robbo. So it's hard. We we are at a point now, and this is where fans, because we've won everything, they won, they, we obviously wanted to continue. But I'm seeing it now. This is a new era, a new dawn. Klopp's just come in. He's overtaken a shit team and he's going to rebuild and he's going to have to... By by the end of Klopp's contract, you won't see any of that, that team barring Allison. And that's mine. I think that's where he's... That's, uh, I, don't think Trent, I don't think Trent will necessarily still be right back, but he'll still be in the team. As Gary Neville said yesterday, he's that good that you've, you've got to get him in there. And I think maybe we started to see that change Yesterday, when we were attacking, he was taking up a, a centre mid role essentially, wasn't he? So, Klopp called it a double six. Is that what he called it? Yeah, double six. So, he was going, going into the role of a six, but then he was someone else was required to cover him. So, like, again, it, it is, it's we, we haven't got a fucking clue, lad. We just see what we see on the pitch and we see Trent jogging back. And again, what type of manager would Klopp be if he's going to let a player just jog back game after game after game and us concede? So it must be tactical. He must be saying to Trent, you're that fucking dangerous when you press. You're that good at winning the ball up high up and you're that good at passing the ball 40, 50 yards to create out of nothing. Don't come back past the halfway line. Just jog. Don't overexert yourself or kill yourself. But obviously there has been times where the player who's filling in for him hasn't done his job, so then it's on strength to do it. Should yeah. be, but he still doesn't. So it is. It's, it's an hard one with sense because he's absolute luxury when he's when he's going forward. Yeah, so he's, he's a good passer of a ball of Beckham to Bruyne. Not that or anyone says he's as good as De Bruyne at passing the ball and making something happen from fucking nothing. But he's a liability at the back. And again, I think that's a systems thing. I think it's the tactics. So you know if you're your job is constantly training to to be offensive and you're not the best natural defender, 
you're not going to get better at defending. Yeah, that's right. Um, but as as we said, you know, the performance yesterday was was a lot more like we're wanting to see. Um, if we can carry that second half going forward the rest of the season now, I I don't think we lose again. I don't think we drop points if if we can if we can keep it up the way we played that second half. And don't get me wrong, we've been the season. I I I don't expect us to do it. I'll be honest. But if we can do, then we're not getting, we're not losing again this season. I don't care what anyone says. We've shown just that second half that we're still capable of going up against the best, and and we should have beat them as we say. Just two fucking world class saves at the end from Ramsdale, the fucking little Jordan Pickford clone. Um, I hate him. He does me anything like, but unbelievable saves. Uh, you got to take, you got to hand it to him. But as I say, lad, if we if we can take that into the rest of the season, lad, we've got a good chance as top four as as anyone, and it's it's a big it's a big statement. But I I fully fully support it. Yeah, obviously I don't. I disagree. I don't think we've got a good chance as fucking Man United or, or Newcastle or Tottenham. But I, I just say we expect us to to go from that second half to probably get beat the next game because that's what Liverpool's been like this season. So. We can tear the team apart. Absolutely shredded Arsenal that second half. We should, we should have won the game. Say so anyone who watches football can see. And we, you know what we done? We we done what City do. We were dragging players and we were kicking players and we were fucking getting nasty and we were flying in. And I like to see that. It's what you want to do when you're desperate for points. That's what you need to do. We're we're guilty of being too nice at times, and it pisses me off because you need one little nasty bastard in your team. And all yeah. that since we've been being too nice for too long now. So it was good to see us going in and say risk getting hurt and that Canate could have killed himself or killed someone, but he wasn't asked. And that's what you need when you when you're struggling. Yeah. Well top four's not over till it's mathematically over with Liverpool. Never is. Never ever doubt them. Say there's been fucking times where you've got no chance and then Allison scores a goal. We're a yeah. backwards club, fucking weird. But <laughs> <laughs> never count, never count us out, lads. But it's gonna be hard. We've got to stick to these levels again. Get a bit of momentum. Get the morale up in the in the changing, changing rooms, and see how we go. We've just got to take it game yeah. by game. That's it. Um, and Diaz, then, Diaz, and what's well, that? He's yeah, back next game, isn't he? So, um, no, Diaz back will be huge. Um. I don't, I don't, I can't see him starting against Leeds, but no, him coming on will just be fucking. Yeah, come on for ten minutes. Just be a great oh. sight. Um, last thoughts then on um, the linesman turning into a fucking MMA fighter and elbow and <laughs> I can't believe it. You know, oh lad, it's mad. I can't believe Roy Keane's an absolute fucking bell end. By the way, I'm a tougher. I do really like him. I think he's brilliant. Yeah, I I think I think he just causes controversy just to be a prick sometimes. Fuck me, he spent his whole career chasing linesmen and referees. That's what he's done. That's what, what is, I think that's what he's trying to end up the players' careers. He's a fucking dope, but you can't expect a, if if that referee, that linesman, would have tried to elbow Keane, Keane would have run him down the tunnel. Guarantee you. Would have run him over and never down the tunnel. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, would he would have been dead. He'd have risked his career. He'd have flipped. He'd have seen red and flipped. Fair play to Robbo for not. But. Yeah, he should get he should get sacked. I hope he does. Hmm. Fucking little you, rat. You look at the band you give Mitrovic for you know, for and like he was aggressive towards the ref, very aggressive. And like I think his band's actually 
a bit harsh to be honest, but I can understand why they have done it. They, they need, they've made an example out of him to sort of, you know, deter other players from doing it. Won't happen, like, but I, I know I get why they've done it. But it's got to be the, it's got to be the same energy for the linesman. Like yeah. I was saying yesterday, you know, I get, you know, players surrounding the rest. It, it shouldn't happen, but the players are reacting to the emotion of the game. What's happening in that moment? The refereeing is and the linesman and the officials, whatever, they're there. They've got to stay level headed. They can't be. They can't be reacting to something the players doing. And like they say, Robbo grabbed him first. Like he was, Robbo was trying to talk to him. He completely ignored him and walked past him. So he tried to grab him. He, he put his hand on him to, as if to go, "Hang on a minute, can I have a word?" Kind of thing. And he just went, "Nah, elbow, get away from me." No, it's <laughs> fucking weird, lad. It's weird. Just say they're meant to be neutral. There should be no feeling towards the game from them. There shouldn't be no passion, no nothing. They should be completely neutral. And the you fact can't that, keep a level head in that moment. You shouldn't be officiating. No, you shouldn't. The little fucking steadhead. <laughs> but look, it was nice. I didn't expect to be as fucking into the game at the end of it that it was. Like I was, I was deflated completely at two 0 and to the point where I didn't even really celebrate when we fucking when we got the the first goal. Because I just thought it, it's not going to come to anything. But fair play to them. They fucking, thankfully, proved me wrong. Proved how much of a knobhead I am. Um, I was a, but, to be honest, I went into the game sort of half arsed, not expecting to get anything from it. But sort of, it was like, catch 22 or win-win that if they beat us, they were favourite for the league. So yeah. I was a, not... And then as soon as the energy picked up and we started performing like we can even before we scored I was like right let's fuck these let's take the points off them let's win us let's win for Liverpool let's not be asked about what's around us fuck Man City fuck Arsenal and let's win and by the end of it it was devastating to be never because we deserved yeah. it but we did I hope but... Arsenal win every game from now on because another thing they're fucking classy shown for Ellsbury before it with the wreath and the, the manager and the captain going to the memorial and then the fans in the stadium the fans in the pubs, there's videos going around yeah, where they never sang about poverty, they never sang about being victims, never sang about the sun being right. They were absolutely spot on. So fair play to them. I hope they yeah. win the league. No, they were, they, were, they were fantastic. And I think Arsenal always have been. Arsenal are probably the, one of the only few teams that we've played that don't really do any of that shit. They never really have done. You never uh, have any issues with you know, Liverpool and, well, Arsenal fans and anyone except Tottenham, really. Um, and I just think, yeah, they've always been like that. So it, it didn't surprise me, but it was nice It was nice to see, considering how many fans don't respect any of it. Um, so, uh, yeah, fair play to them for that. But we've just, as we say, we've, we've got to take that momentum now into the rest of the season. Confidence, hopefully, will be right up on that. They've, they've got to look at that and go, we've just come back from 2-0 down to get a point against the top of the league, the best team in the league this season, and we've just annihilated them and should have won. If they can't yeah. take confidence from that, then it's it's a bigger issue, it's a bigger worry than I thought. But that's what, I think, when we do play well, I think we get overconfidence, then we go into the next game and we're going to go swat someone and then we just don't turn up. I think that's, we need to stay grounded. We need to say, do you know what? They were the best, they're the best team in the league. We've shown we can match them. On our day, let's go into the next game and try and play the same. I think some of yeah. the players, we've had a, a good result or a good game, they just go in expecting to win, and we, we can't be like that. We've just we've got to play every no. game in the cup final now. Well, fucking hell. 
hopefully not. I'll go to penalties. Or we'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we've got, we've got to see every game as a cup final. Start getting that. That Champions League is X amount of millions per season, and that shouldn't matter for us fans, but it does because we need the money to fucking compete in the market as as much as we can. But we want to be playing Champions League footy. The thought yeah. of not is upsetting, but I'd rather. I'd rather finish fucking ninth and not get into any Europe whatsoever, lad, than, than finish seventh and end up in that them shit league. Yeah. I was just about to ask you that to be fair, so you thought of the answer to the question. I feel yeah, the same. That, um, that, if we're out, we're out. Fucking be all out and go for the league and the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, but sure. then saying that, lad, again, I'm two-faced because once you get to them later stages of the, the Europa League, that's a nice cup to win. Mm. It's a... It's a foundation laid to, to go on and get better to, to the following season so but again you've got you're playing a lot of games all over mad countries Um I know you'd love the little European away to the fucking middle of Albania and that lad oh lad it'd be sick <laughs> it's, it's the likes of them where you don't get your little gobshite fans though who are fucking yeah. recording everything and that you get your proper reds going there so it's worth going fucking hell go to one of these in Spain or whatever now fuck me everyone on the dog's gone not a chicken inside. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. That's just the way they're doing it. Fucking wankers. <laughs> um, yeah. Nah, look, as I say, just got to hope we take it now. Leeds, you know, Monday, fighting for the lives. Um, shocking team. Terrible, but fighting for the lives and that's always There's one for so. you. There's one for you. If Leeds beat us but stay up by a point and it's Everton who go down and you either win or lose. Lose. <laughs> <laughs> No hesitation whatsoever. I I'd, I'd, I'd start scoring own goals, no matter if it was me. Fucking <laughs> uh, thank yeah. yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah. Now I'd say though the fighting for the lives. Um, no matter how bad the team is down the bottom, they're always dangerous just because of that. So it's going to be a tough game. But uh, if if that Liverpool the second half turns up, I'm not worried. But because I don't know which Liverpool will turn up, I am worried. <laughs> So we've got a fight again. It's going to be a dog fight against Leeds. It's going to be a hard game. Sometimes, like, that's going to be a harder game than Arsenal in a way. Because Arsenal were always going to go and play footy. These, yeah. will, these will take any point they can, but, say, I'm going to have to just see how we go, lad. See what Liverpool turns up. Get an early goal and we can fucking maul teams again. But that's what I liked yesterday. Was just If you look at the Chelsea game, fuck me. They should have been a... a Belling the ball, it looked like blind footy. It was fucking ridiculous. It was ridiculous. No one knew how to play. It was stupid. But yeah. the quad is the worst quality I think I've ever seen in a Premier League match between like the top ten. It was yeah. shite, shocking. But we we didn't look like scoring at any point. We just it was just a, like we turned up to just get the ninety minutes out the way and then go home. Whereas Arsenal, the second half, we were fucking like possessed. So mm. we just got to. We can show we can cut teams open again. Simple pass into the box and you've come through one on one. So yeah, we just got to put that into the game against Leeds and see how we go, lad. That's it. Um, that's it. Hopefully, lad. I, um, but yeah, let's end it there. I've um, been been good to have a chat with you again. It's been a while since we've done one, as always. <laughs> but uh, I thought we just do it for enjoyment now, don't we? Because it's fucking one of them. Too busy, but, um, lad, on the in the pub. <laughs> but uh, yeah no I'd say let's just fingers crossed for next week and um, we'll be back when we're back 
Yeah. Thank you much. But thanks for listening, everyone. Up the edge. Up the edge. Sports Social Podcast Network.